Hi, this is Ross Parker, Dean of the School of Christian Studies here at Charleston Southern University. We want to welcome you to another Church and Gospel podcast. Here at Church and Gospel, uh, we're interested in showing how the gospel affects all aspects of our lives. And so today we're going to be thinking about uh, the topic of discipleship. And for that conversation, I have with me uh, my good friend and my pastor, Will Browning. Will, it's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, Will is the pastor at Journey Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been at Journey Church for uh, 10 years since mm-hmm. the church was planted, or almost 10 years mm-hmm. now. And in addition to that, he also serves here on the Faculty of Christian Studies as an adjunct professor. So uh, we're grateful to have him, and I'm glad that we get to have this conversation about discipleship. Uh, obviously, we hear that term discipleship, and uh, that's, that's, that's a Christian term, and so it, probably it's important, but maybe we should just start at the foundation mm-hmm. and think, uh, why is discipleship important for us to talk about? We have been given one very clear commission. And that commission is founded on the imperative of making disciples. Unfortunately, for the men that are in my position that are pastoring, um, often it seems like our focus is maybe more on preaching, maybe more on leadership. And I think those are definitely parts of the discipleship process. But if we recognize that we're going to be held accountable for what God has called us to do, and the number one thing he's called us to do is make disciples, then we need to have a serious eye on how are we doing? And truthfully, it seems like uh, our measurables for determining if we're doing really well is how many people were in the seats at a certain event that we had. And the Bible seems to indicate that sitting in a seat isn't necessarily the definition for discipleship. So for us, um, it's been, well, if this is what I'm going to be held accountable for, if this is what I'm going to stand before God and he's going to either say well done or not, and it's on discipleship, then I need to have my eye on that as my number one thing. And for most of us, it's hard to get keep our eye on it. It's easier to keep your eye on your sermon, on leading the staff, on the church calendar. Uh, but for, for us, we're really doing everything we can to keep our eye on the one thing uh, that God has said the church is supposed to exist for, and that is to make disciples. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to root it. If we look at um, Jesus's command to us to go and make disciples, then that should be the focus and the task of the church. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's a good place to start mm-hmm. and a good place to stay focused. Mm-hmm. So, if that's the case, and if we keep this as our goal, as our target, as our intention, mm-hmm. we need to get clear on what are the characteristics of a disciple? Mm. So maybe, maybe you could uh, speak to that. Yeah, this is, a, this is a process that we were made aware of um, kind of through, our, through some training as a church leaders that um, someone asked us the question, do we have a target that we're aiming for when it comes to disciple making? And most of the time we just say, yeah, it's what the Bible indicates. Well, the Bible is a long book and it's a, a lot of interpretations and um, it's not as... Uh, easy to just take those thousands of pages and just say, do this. What we found is, what if we spent the time and the effort to really dig in to the Word of God and find out what does the Bible say about who a disciple is supposed to be, and then help our church understand that in as um, few words as possible, because we need that to be portable. 
they need to go to work thinking about this. And uh, while I think, I'd love to think that they hold on to every word that I say, the truth is the more clear and the more concise that I can be, um, the more likely they're going to apply the things to which we're teaching. So for us, it began to ask the question, so how can we most simply define who a disciple is? Um, and we really separated it into the be and the do. So there is a who the disciple is in, in their being. If you are a disciple, then you are this. And then if you are this, then this is what you do. But the first thing is to talk about who is a disciple. And for us, we did, we did the work and we came up with four words that we think encapsulate all of the elements that we see in the New Testament to describe a disciple. And we've delivered that to our people to say, okay, this is who we want you to strive to be. For us, it's we come up with four words, uh, family, missionary, teacher, and servant. So for us, everything that it means to be a disciple can fit inside of those four categories that we're supposed to be a part of a family. We are to be missionaries, every single one of us, every disciple is to be that, to be a teacher uh, and, to, and to be a servant. Um, now, pastors are really, really good at cutting and pasting ideas that they hear on uh, reading books, hearing sermons, maybe even podcasts. So uh, I think the warning for all of us is that's, that work is worth the time to sit down with your team. It might take you six months to really say, how are we going to define what it is we're aiming for? Because once we figured out what we're aiming for, it's a whole lot easier to be successful. We've all heard the, the adage, if you, you know, if you're, uh, aiming for something. If you, don't, if you don't know what you're aiming at, you're going to hit it every time. I think the, I got that a little bit mixed up. But um, yeah, but if we have a target, we know what we're trying to hit, we're going to be much more accurate at actually hitting what it is we're aiming for. And for us, that's how we've defined it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I like how you, how you tackled this idea because it's, it's really easy to say, yeah, we're going to, be dis- we're going to make disciples. Mm-hmm. And certainly there's, there's some core things that we would all agree on as far as uh, those who have put their faith and trust in Christ, but but what does this mean to be a disciple? So I like how uh, you've you've thought about that intentionally and, mm-hmm. and given it some uh, some concreteness, mm-hmm. some uh, practical applicability, and mm-hmm. also something that that we can take with us. I like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. aspect as well. Now you've got these four aspects of of what it means to be a, a biblical disciple mm-hmm. and and this is what you're thinking about and teaching and and encouraging and pushing your uh, congregation toward uh, what are the particular challenges uh, that you see what are the what are the most difficult challenges in our own context in our own culture so mm-hmm. every church is called to be a disciple makers, but mm-hmm. every church finds themselves in a different cultural context, in a different uh, position. And so are there some things that you see are particularly challenging for our culture? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, America has all kind of resources. Like we are filled up with resources. Look across the world, look at all the resources that we have as Americans, and it sort of piles up. But there's one resource that it seems like Americans have the smallest amount of. Maybe much smaller than they have in Asia, much smaller than what they have uh, in Africa. It is, it is um, of great, great need. It's so small, and that is time. Hmm. Uh, Americans, that seems to be the one thing that we do not have an abundance of. Now, the reason is we actually have the same amount of time as everybody else, but the way that we've already contractualized the time we have makes for such a very, very small portion to now be given to anything else. 
And probably one of the main components of making a disciple is, is time. So we are grabbing at the very resource that is so um, uh, that is not very plentiful with that for Americans. So the biggest challenge that I see is trying to figure out how it is that we are going to enter in to time. And, and everybody who's doing anything thinks that what they are asking of people is the most important thing that you could ask of them. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much how marketing works. But I think we have a standard that would suggest, no, no, really, this is the most important thing, and that is relationship with God, being who God has created you to be. But in many ways, for Americans, we're sort of last in the line. Um, they've got a job. They've got kids. Those kids are playing sports. Um, and those things all seem to take priority because we're getting there late, particularly in a culture where uh, Christianity is not the primary uh, viewpoint of the world when it comes to um, people who truly believe that Christ Jesus is the only way to salvation and are living that out. Um, so for me, that's the big one. Now, here's what churches seem to try to do. We try to then add to an already full plate. And that, it's a strategy. It's, it's been tried. Um, but I think if we're really going to do this well in the the cards that we've been dealt in America, is we have to figure out how to not think addition for the lives of our people, but think intersection. So where are the places where disciple-making can be used in the places they already are? Now, I'll give an example. Um, an example would be, we want our people to be missionaries, which means that they're going to share the truth of Jesus to people. Well, one of the things we can do is say, hey, we're going to have a program, and that program is going to require you to show up at the church at 6 o'clock every Wednesday night. And as you do that, we are going to take you on these excursions to share the gospel. Well, this is a great strategy, and it's produced great fruit for America. Um, but the challenge is it is addition. Because the truth is their best mission field isn't the place that I take them. It's the place where they already exist. It's their neighborhood. It's where they work. It's where they eat. It's where they go take their kids to play ball. So if I can think, how can I take this principle and these trainings and intersect it into what they're already doing? So we use the phrase, where you live, work, and play. Um, how can you be a missionary where you live in your neighborhood? the place which, where you work. And there's third spaces in life that we all go to. Some people it's the ball field, some people it's the book club. But how can we use intersection? Seems to be a very important part of making disciples in this culture here in America. That's really helpful, especially in thinking about uh, this challenge that we face. I know uh, in my own life, mm -hmm. that challenge of, of finding the time, it seems so difficult. And and there are things that I, I want to do, but how does it fit in? And so uh, you're right. We do have in the church, in the task of disciple-making, this is genuinely the uh, most, important, um, most important thing on our plate. Mm -hmm. But we find our people, we find ourselves mm -hmm. with that challenge. And so that idea of intersection, I think, really uh, helps in not seeing this as just one more thing to add to the to-do list, mm. but seeing it as, as a part of everything we're doing, mm. what we're, uh, our church uh, and 
gospel proclamation and growth in our relationship with Christ is not something that we compartmentalize, Mm -hmm. but that we integrate into everything that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, that seems like a, a, a noble task to aim towards, and it seems like the idea of intersection and bringing this into the aspects of all of our lives is a a great strategy for this. But as a church, um, if this is our target, uh, we want to do our best to see if we're, very practically speaking, making progress. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's in some ways easier to see, am I making progress as a disciple in my own life, or Mm -hmm. maybe in someone who's close to me. Mm -hmm. But as a church, you're thinking about how can I see if uh, if the congregation, if if our body here, our local body, is making progress, mm-hmm. so this is a challenging question. But but what are some ways that that the church can, in some ways, track their progress? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, Ross, same same as you and I are sa- similar here. Uh, we both grew up playing sports, and the the scoreboard really tells us how we're doing now. Um, not always. Sometimes the scoreboard indicates uh, less success than we might believe, but the scoreboard is at least an indicator for us to know, okay, the things that we've been doing are producing what we want to produce. Um, the unfortunate thing is that the scoreboard for Christianity, particularly for pastors, um, doesn't always sit around discipleship. It, it, it it's, looks more like attendance. It looks like um, you know, are we are we making progress with uh, our building projects? Are we uh, are, are we raising more money than we used to, or is our staff growing? So the scoreboard is really really hard. It's not necessarily centered around discipleship, and um, uh, so I, what we had to do is begin to say, okay, well let's create a scoreboard, uh, understanding that we could become Pharisees in this, meaning we could create um, expectations that are more centered around our point of view than necessarily Scripture, but let's try our best to do it from Scripture. So what we did is we said, let's create a scorecard for our church, which would be would be centered around discipleship. And the things that you would see a disciple doing, which we said earlier, there's the be and the do. Well, if, I, if I'm a missionary and I'm really doing that, then I'm sharing my faith. Then I am making relationships with people who are far from God. Um, if I am a if I'm a servant, then I'm giving sacrificially to a local church. Um, I am serving uh, in our community. So what we did is we said, okay, what would a disciple be doing? And we began to create a scoreboard for our people. Um, we came up with uh, 20 things that we thought that as we looked at the scriptures, suggested this is what a disciple does. And for us, because I enjoy a scoreboard. Now, uh, being a professor uh, and a dean yourself, uh, a lot of times our students don't love the scoreboard. You know, it, the, the test isn't the fun thing because the test tells me how much progress I've made. But if I'm going to be held accountable by God Almighty, I kind of would like to get a few scores before I get to the final exam. So for me, it's Rather than just standing before God one day and Him just saying, well, you failed or you succeeded, I would love to know how we're doing. So what we did is we came up with 20 things that we think the Bible says a disciple should be doing, and we started to quantify those things. 
Are you studying God's Word? Are you not? If you are doing it, are you doing it daily? Are you doing it almost every day? Are you doing it once a week? Or do you never do it? And we started attributing uh, scores to each one of those. And in a very mathematical way, we created a baseline and we said, if you're doing these minimum things, then you are a disciple. And if you are not doing those minimum things, then uh, then you're not. And I don't know if they're true. Like, I don't know if my formula is actually what God would use to say there's a disciple and there's not. But he, he has given me enough directives to say these are the things I need to be working on. And here's the really cool thing, the mathematic equation of that, I can take those statistics and say, based on our baseline, we had 70% of those people in our church didn't meet the baseline. If one of those things changed, what would create the most amount of disciples? So we could see uh, in our studies, well, the, the, if, if our people were doing their Bible study on a consistent mm-hmm. basis, then we would see the most amount of people go from being in the category of disciple to being in the category of, or going from not being a disciple to being a disciple. So then for me, I'm going, well, what am I supposed to preach on next year? Well, I've got it. And that's not necessarily the thing I just read. It's not necessarily the what I heard my favorite preacher talk about or the subject that I like to talk about the most. It's the thing that I see deficient in our church. So for me, maybe being a type A analytical person, um, this really allows for me to see this is the target. This is what God's asked me to do. This is where my people are weak. So that's where we're going to focus our attention. Well, I, I really like how you've wanted to get some very practical feedback, not just kind of keep it at the the vague level of uh, we want to make disciples and, and we hope that people are making progress and I've had some conversations. We've seen some encouraging feedback through kind of anecdotal stories and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, but you're really wanting to get feedback from the entire church mm-hmm. as best as you can. And mm-hmm. I think that's encouraging, especially I like how you can leverage that information and leverage that a scorecard for your preaching ministry, Mm -hmm. uh, that your preaching ministry can be aimed at and directed by the the health and the growth of your own congregation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really encouraging. Mm -hmm. Too often uh, we we think about teaching and preaching in terms of what do I what do I want to teach and preach on or what do I think is important. Even, even when we're wanting to seek God's direction, mm-hmm. and, and we're submitted to that, uh, having some information to go on, I think, really contextualizes your, your preaching ministry. Mm. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Well, um, there's a lot more we could say here, but before we go, is there anything kind of as a closing thought about the church's role in disciple-making disciple that you would just want to leave our listeners with? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, the listening audience is probably pretty broad. Um, I know from my perspective as a pastor, um, I've, had to, I've had to come to the understanding that um, I am the education minister of the church. And what, what I mean by that is um, often what we do is we relegate responsibilities over to different pockets, and we call those ministries. Um, and it's like, all right, you take care of the small group ministry you take care of the worship ministry. Um, I, I don't know if uh, a pastor is using his time in a manner 
that is completely honoring the Great Commission if he is not the lead disciple maker on the, on the team, in the church? Um, and then if, if, if I can see myself that way, then the way that I lead leaders, the way that I invest my time, the way that I use my preaching ministry is now focused on the task of making disciples. The, the challenge is, for me, is um, I'm just like every other pastor. It's easy to fall into the trap of, well, how many people heard me preach this Sunday? Because there's a lot of affirmation out there for that. Um, the scorecard that we have had for a long time, we've all known isn't a great scorecard, but for some reason we've stopped at saying it's not good and not then do something about it. Hmm. Um, and if I had some encouragement, um, I, I would give it to the pastor. Uh, and the reason I say that is if you're the uh, if you're the parishioner, if you're the church member, if you're the staff member, and you go to your pastor and you say, I listened to a podcast and I think you should do your job differently, it may not come off as well. Um, but if I could give one encouragement, it would be, uh, Pastor, um, stop seeing yourself as the lead pastor of the church and begin to see yourself as the lead disciple maker and the lead missionary of your church. Well, that's, that's a, a, a good note to end on as a take-home uh, to apply what we've been talking about today. Uh, Disciple-making is the task that uh, we are given in the, great, in the Great Commission. We're to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that, that Christ has commanded us. Mm-hmm. And so if we keep that in mind, it's going to shape everything we do, not just individually, but in the church. So thanks for taking some time, Will, to talk with us about Uh, disciple-making today, and I pray that uh, you, our listeners, have been challenged and encouraged by this, and uh, if that is the case, uh, I hope you would join us again next week as we have another podcast here at Church and Gospel where we'll be thinking about how the gospel intersects with everything uh, that we do in our lives uh, to the glory of God. Thanks again for joining us. See you next time.